stud pitchers. The Marlins organization is littered with stud pitchers. And today, delighted to welcome on one of those, a prospect, but nevertheless a stud, a future stud, Carson Milbrand. Look forward to digging into that one, what he's uh, done thus far, and equally what we can expect in the future from Carson. This is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. It is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, of course, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on X at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you listen to the pod, of course, hit subscribe, leave a review. It's your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. Guys, there's a YouTube channel. You know there is. Make sure you've hit subscribe there also. If you are watching, you will see that I have a guest. I've already, you know, teased out that there is a guest, but delighted to welcome onto the show, debutante Carson Milbrand. Carson, how are we doing, brother? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. This is going to be a fun, fun episode. We're going to kind of look backwards a little bit. We're going to look or we'll talk about the present and look to the future as well. Um, so it should be a real fun conversation. Um, guys, before we get into that, we do have a sponsor, of course, today, and that sponsor is our good friends over at FanDuel. Yes, sir. And you can make every moment more. New customers join today, and you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, so let me set the scene, and then we're going to get started here as well. Right now, I would say by MLB Pipeline anyway, Carson, the current 11th ranked prospect in the Marlins organization. We'll see how those things adjust as we get into like the 2024 season. Nevertheless, drafted in 2022, 85th overall, top 100 pick in the 2022 draft. Yes, sir. Um, Carson, let's let's start with the draft because I, I, I'd like you to try and describe to me, if you can, the emotions that you're feeling like as an 18-year-old leading up to the draft itself and also on the draft itself and then being picked by the Marlins 85th overall just try and describe the emotions for me if you can yeah it was awesome I was super grateful you know because I had my family and a bunch of good friends there that was awesome you hear me I've got you back you're back go ahead <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like what I was saying. I was super grateful. You know, I had a bunch of friends there. My family was there. So a lot of those guys I grew up with and uh, my family, you know, they sacrificed a lot of time and money to kind of come watch me play and, you know, this tournament. So I was super grateful for all that. And just to have that all pay off, you know, it was super exciting mm -hmm. is yeah. Exciting was probably the best word to put it. I was pumped. That makes, I mean, good word. I mean, how could you not be excited? I guess leading up to things, like, where was your head at? Were you, you know, clearly you have a decision to make, right? You, you don't know who's going to yeah. draft. You don't know the situation. Um, but, you know, were you leaning at this point to, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm likely to, to go into pro ball at this stage. Like, was that the lean at that point? Yeah, so actually leading up to the draft, I was enrolled into Vanderbilt. I was at Vanderbilt for summer classes. So I came mm -hmm. home for the draft. Um, 
I didn't really know where I was at because I was first day I didn't get picked and I knew I might've, but so I didn't get picked there, but I actually had a paper due the next day. And I was kind of thinking <laughs> on getting drafted that. So I didn't do that paper and then I didn't get drafted. So I was like, shoot. So I started to type up my paper and then my agent called me. He's like, Hey, we got some deals set up. Like this is how it's looking. Obviously Marlon. So we was like pretty pumped and, you know, end up going with the Marlins. So let's go. I love it. So the main takeaway here is that you decided to sign with the Marlins here primarily to get out of submitting a paper and having to do the work. I get it. I get it. It makes it makes total. It's the best excuse ever. Right. Right. Professor, yeah. listen, I can't <laughs> submit this paper. I'm out of here. I'm going to right. be a pro baseball player. Happy days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, like you mentioned, like you, you don't have any, you don't have control who, who, who takes you and where. Um, right. But I must say like from a pitching standpoint, you know, the Marlins end up, you know, taking you, you know, the deal looks good. You're feeling confident about that. But, you know, recent history is telling us that like the Marlins is really probably a really good landing spot for you, I guess, in terms of like developing yeah. talent, uh, et cetera. So it must have been like relatively high in terms of like destinations you were thinking about, like, OK, if the Marlins come, this could be a really interesting spot for me. Right. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like you look at Yuri, like a guy like Yuri Perez, you know, 20 years old and he's in the majors dealing. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That this is the thing, right? You you want to put yourself in the best spot to succeed and you know, being the right culture that, that and and in an organization that knows how to nurture that talent, and you can yeah. see it firsthand. You know how how it looks, and this. You know, I know you mentioned Yuri, but you can look at many other guys over the years too, and it's been just yeah. you know, it's such a good landing spot. So yeah, it's it, you know, no no surprise you're excited about that situation. Mainly to get out of the the, the deal. The, sorry, the the paper you had to submit. That is that's the best takeaway that that I've had. <laughs> so tell me. Tell me about Carson Milbrandt, the pitcher. Um, you know, what are the – if you were to describe to someone that had never seen you pitch before and they said, listen, what are the strengths? What do you bring to the mound? How, how would you describe that? Yeah, so, I mean, what I've been told is that, like, uh, you know, I'm pretty athletic on the mound. I did play a bunch of sports in high school. I was pretty good at basketball. So, athletic for mm -hmm. sure. But, you know, I just like to go at guys, attack them. I had a few more walks this year than I would have liked, but uh, this next year I'm really excited to actually go out there and just compete, really compete a lot and then kind of get after guys. I like it. Aggressiveness then, right? That's the yeah. that's the one. It, yeah. it feels like, you know, I, I obviously watch a ton of the, the big league club and it feels like that's the mantra right at the top. Like, just be aggressive. Like, yeah. get into the strike zone. Just be aggressive and trust trust what you've got. And is, is that yeah. kind of where your head's at too? Yeah, pretty much. You know, uh, last year I was change up was kind of a newer pitch for me because mm -hmm. I didn't throw it in high school, but, uh, Marlins, baby. yeah, but you know, they've had me pretty, they've had me hammer that pretty hard this off season, even at the end mm -hmm. of last year. So I'm really excited to have that kind of, it's more comfortable now. So I'm excited to have that pitch under my belt this year. Yeah. How's it feeling? You know, in the kind of repertoire, like the, in terms of comfort levels, I guess, you're known for the fastball in many ways, but, um, yeah. you know, where's, where's the change starting to feel in terms of like comfort levels for you versus the other, you know, your, your more prominent pitches, I say. Like I said, like last, the end of last year, I was throwing 
30 percent time so i was really getting a feel for it last year and it kind of carried over to the beginning of this i mean off season obviously and then now that we're actually throwing pens and kind of ramping it up it's it's carrying over pretty mm -hmm. well yeah i love it i mean that is again it's another hallmark of the marlins organization right it just yeah somehow not somehow but there's clearly a method behind it but it's like everyone's just got lights out change-ups it seems and you know at, at all levels and so it doesn't shock me that's one of the first things you say of like yeah the Marlins are really pushing me hard on getting that change up in there so yeah, yeah. It's, it's encouraging to hear um I guess I'm, I'm gonna ask you about stuff you've been working on the offseason um shortly and actually after the first ad we're going to talk about kind of your key learnings or takeaways from what I would describe as your full um minor league season last year so Let's we'll do that shortly. But before we do that, uh, we will cover our first ad of the day. And it's our good friends over at Game Time. And uh, let's get these graphics going for Game Time. Yes, sir. All right. So Game Time. You guys should be all over this one anyway. But you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater, everything near you. And they've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So they've got deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour before it starts. Yes, you could just look at the look at the watch and go, I'm going to go. I need a ticket. Game time's got you covered. It's the place to find last-minute seats. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Is there more? I don't think there is. And with zone deals, you can pick the section and game time will pick the seats for big time savings. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use the code locked on for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. There we go. We're back. Peter Pratt and Carson Milbrandt hitting it up on Locked on Marlins. Uh, let's let's go back to last season. Uh, yeah. Full a full body of work for you, full minor league season. Um, mm -hmm. Split in time between Jupiter and Beloit. Um, look kind of 50-50 in terms of like innings, maybe you know, 60 40 maybe, I don't know. Like yeah. not great on percentages, but you know, pretty much split. So we start in Jupiter, um, yeah. and then heading up to Beloit. What would you say were the main takeaways for you from the year itself? Like, what did you, what surprised you maybe as well? Um, I'd say a big takeaway for me was just kind of like learning how to pitch. You know, coming from high mm. school, you know, you get behind an account, you can throw three fastballs by a guy, but you know, everyone in yeah. pro ball has seen that. So, kind of like mixing in pitches, moving pitches around. So that really that was pretty my my takeaway. Yeah, I like it. Do you does it feel different when you know in high school you you're blowing the fastball by you know three fastballs and it's just it's too much gas, right? And then but do you still does it still feel as or even more so, even more pumped where like in the pros now you're blowing a fastball by someone for a for a, a strikeout? Does it feel different now? It feels more rewarding for sure. You know, <laughs> the, the blow blow a fastball by a guy nowadays is like it's it's rewarding for sure because. You know, you, I mean, high school, yeah, you can do it all the time, but it's pretty, I wouldn't say rare in pro ball, but it feels pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Do you, 
do you have like, well, maybe you're working on something here. Is there some sort of like case strut you're working on or something that's like you're going to really pull out? I don't know if you're thinking in that way. I mean, I feel like it's it's rude not to maybe, but are you working on something there as a case strut? Not really. You know, I'd rather not pick my fights if I make the wrong guy mad, you know, not get ran at. So, yeah, but maybe yeah, maybe coming sense. up soon, in the next few years, I'll work on one. There we go. There we go. Let's let's put that on the development kind of uh, on on the board at some stage. I don't know. Um, all right. So main takeaways, um, you know, were that you were learning to pitch. Really, it's it's like trying to piece things together and almost like I guess maybe the strategic element of pitching, like trying to actually think about um, you know how to do it in many ways. So yeah, what went well for you when you look back on the twenty three season? What do you say? You know. You, you, you had things you were working on, but what actually went well? Um, I'd say, obviously, like, getting called up was pretty exciting. Uh, yeah. First pro year to get, like, a taste of high A, where it's not a lot of people get to do that for us coming out of high school. So I thought that was a yeah. good thing. But uh, I kind of, I mean, it was a takeaway, but it was also, like, I, I consider it a good thing, learning how to pitch. So that yeah. when I come in this year, you know, I'm competing and I know, like, what to think whenever I see like a bad swing, you know, like if a guy is ahead of my fastball, you know, I'll probably speed, like speed up his bad way more with a tr- like a changeup. So I was kind of learning how to pitch and getting swings and misses and what to do off this pitch. So that's kind of a, still a kind of a takeaway, but I consider it as like a good thing that I learned. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And how did the levels, how did, did you feel the levels like from, low a to high a did it did it feel different to you significantly different i didn't think it was like a big difference but obviously the people in low a have a lot better of approach versus like low a you can kind of get a better with like you get spike a curveball and they might swing at it versus high a they might you know they've seen it before they'll spit on it that's not what they're looking for so yeah. obviously yeah, the approach was kind of a big thing for me yeah it makes sense and when you're thinking about like 24 like what's the kind of what's the goal for you at this point in terms of like where you'll maybe start where you'll end up you know what's what's that future looking like for you this year yeah you know um, can't really complain with where you start you know just kind of what you do where you're at and obviously I want to prove myself you know as one of the better pitchers in the league so just want to keep on working up and go from there yeah makes sense the other thing too it's possible I mean Marlins organization's crazy, but it, it's possible yeah. that the Beloit rotation could be just insane. I mean, I, I don't know what the future holds, but like you look at like Noble Meyer, Thomas White added to the organization. Yeah. Who's, I, I don't know how quickly these guys will progress. You're going to be, I mean, who knows how your year pans out as well, but there's a pathway where like the Beloit rotation is just absolute <laughs> filth. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't know how close you are to those guys at this point, yeah. you know, obviously you, you weren't on the same teams or anything at the back end, but mm. man, it, it looks a really interesting group, obviously, you know, a year or so older than those guys, but man, oh man, the, the future's looking bright. And, you know, how does that help? Like if you've got like a load of like really, you know, talented dudes all together, how does that help you in terms of like both like having someone to lean with, but also like, maybe the competitive juice is kicking in as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's, you know, you're competing. I mean, you're your friends, you know, but at the same time you're competing with them. So everyone's kind of pushing each other. Everyone's trying to one up each other. So it really brings up the best. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
man oh man that, that it's going to be a fun that i mean fun for for us uh, as as fans watching and maybe less so for the guys that you're facing i guess <laughs> go through against against you guys it could be could be a lot of fun um yeah. so one other thing just to mention that that's kind of like topical right now anyway was um the non-roster invitees to spring were announced um a day or two ago yesterday i think it was yeah. losing track of days and one of the names that really stood out on there the youngest name as well anyway um maybe even younger than Yuri. I didn't even look to see if he was, he could have been, but um, Javier Sanoha is, yeah. is, is on the non roster invitees list. Um, mm. Looking at things, you guys pretty much played like the whole season together, like your yeah. time tracked and overlapped perfectly. So, you know, for those that maybe aren't as familiar with, with Sanoha at this stage, you know, what was, what are your impressions on him as a player thus far? Yeah. I mean, I loved him, you know, he's, He's a little guy, but he brings some fire for sure. You know, if someone's mm. not doing anything right, he'll he'll let them know. You know, he keeps people in check. And he's all like I said, he brings fire. So if you're oh, looking for a pick me up, you know, you can talk to that guy and he'll 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 fire you up for sure. That's good. Love to hear it. And I mean, yeah. like it it must be also encouraging from your perspective to think, all right, I've been with this dude all year. Mm. He's firing it up, but also he's had to spring camp. Like you're thinking, you know, I'm close, <laughs> I'm, you know, things could be close, you know, from your perspective, which must kind of light a fire. And you've talked about Yuri as well. I mean, you know, he's ascended quickly. Sky's yeah. the limit for anyone in this Marlins organization. I think that must be like a really big incentive for you and for the rest of the guys as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone, especially like, like you said, like Noble and Thomas and Jake Miller, you know, those guys are, you know, we're working hard because, you know, like you kind of said, you know, it's right yeah. there. It's in reach. So yeah. everyone's working hard. Yeah, for sure. Is Yuri like seen as like a god now? Like does everyone just look at Yuri and just like, oh, I mean, he's huge anyway, clearly. So maybe you yeah. would. But like, you know, it's it, it must be kind of crazy to have, you know, someone that young, um, you know, progress as quickly as he did and, and also succeed and kind of establish himself at the big league level so quickly and, like effortlessly too, like to, to, to the outside looking in, it looked effortless. I know it probably isn't for him, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, how, you know, how do you guys look and see Yuri now when you, you know, are you texting him saying, go and get him big dog or what's going on? I mean, yeah, he's a great guy in the clubhouse. You know, he's a really nice guy, yeah. but honestly, he's like the new standard, you know, you're like, I yeah. want to be like that guy. I want to be like Yuri, you know, 20 years old and dominating. So he's definitely kind of set the standard around here for the young guys and yeah, kind of going from there. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, it was great to see, and it must be so motivating as well. And uh, like you said, he's a great dude, and you know, obviously, you can connect to him and lean to him for experience and whatever. He'll probably be saying, "Just keep working that change up." That's probably be what he's saying. Um, all right, well, let's let's hit the final ad, and then uh, we can kind of look to the future at such as well, uh, and uh, and also some kind of you know, a couple of fun ones at the back end and a bit of kind of off the field action here as well. So we'll cover that. But before we do that, let you know about our good friends, of course, over at, well, wrong, wrong graphics. So there we go. We've got FanDuel queued up. Um, guys, come on now. Happy Super Bowl to all that celebrate from FanDuel. See what FanDuel did there. America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Maybe even just taking in the halftime show. That's, my, that's what my wife is looking forward to. I know that. Um, 
FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for, of course, which players will score a TD. We're looking for a high-scoring game. How many points will be scored? We're looking for a high-scoring game. And so much more. New customers, yes, new customers join today and you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Simple to get in on the action. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner, the NFL. All right, guys, final segment of the week, actually, with me, Peter Pratt, and Marlin Stud pitching prospect Carson Milbrand. We have got into the draft. We talked about the 23 season. We're now in the off season. You've kind of lent into this already, but, you know, what? what does... What does the what I would describe as your first pro, like real pro offseason, like having like a full body of work as a pro? What does your full first offseason look like? You know, how much recuperation goes in? Then equally, what are you working on and how are you staying sharp? And, you know, we'll, uh, you know I'll, I'll end there and then uh, there's a few follow ups from that. All right. Yeah. So uh, we get done in September. I think we got done September 10th this year. Um, obviously, you know, this is the longest I've been away from my family was like mm-hmm. nine months where I hadn't been home. So went home was super, super nice to see family, my dogs, friends, and all, all of those guys, family. But uh, I think I took like a week and a half off just to let my body recover, you know, mm-hmm. long season, lots of work. So then after that, you know, it's right back to it. Um, I took two months, two months off from throwing. But other than that, you know, you're in the gym every day, you're running, you're getting after it for sure. Oh man, there's there's no no rest in here, right? I mean, you know, a week and a half, and that's it. Um, so it's mainly, you know, like you said, you, you're kind of taking a little bit of time off, throw in, like let the arm recover yeah. as well, right? But so, what kind of like exercise? I mean, the reason I'm asking is because New Year, I've made a few New Year's resolutions here. Some one of them is to drink less wine. Um, right. I don't think you've got that problem at this stage, but anyway. <laughs> Um, the other one though I've committed to is doing more yoga and Pilates. That's become my thing is like yoga yeah. Pilates. Cause you know, I, I don't know. Anyway. So <laughs> when you're trying to rest the arm, what are the things that you're kind of doing at this point, like to keep the body rolling? Like what are the things you're working on? Yeah. So actually yoga is a big one of them, you know, keep the body mobile, keep it Let's in go. shape. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got to keep that up. Uh, but then just weightlifting and eating's eating's a big part of it too. Lots mm-hmm. of food, lots of you know. I have a meal plan. It's like chicken, steak, rice, all that good stuff. Okay. So have you got uh, yeah. to cook for yourself? Like you got a, you got the chef in or no? I guess it's. Uh... I'm starting to. I'm starting the chef. Which oh, I'm actually, maybe. I'm not terrible at it, but I'm not <laughs> not the best either. But I, I'll cook dinner every once in a while for my family. Oh, that's that's good. Um, uh, there's something I I got. At 18, 19, I had no ability whatsoever <laughs> cooking. But then I discovered HelloFresh. Do you know what HelloFresh is, by the way? My mom uses it. My mom and dad use it, yeah. There you go. I discovered that. And that is like life-changing for cooking skills. <laughs> and actually for shopping habits. Like everything just yeah. turns up. And you're like, hey, follow the recipe and let's go. And so there you go. <laughs> um, muscle in on the HelloFresh is for sure. Um, yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. Now we're getting closer to action now, right? We're in the early Feb. You know, what do the next couple of weeks look like for you now? Well, when is it like really start to amp up, I guess? Yeah, so I think we're – I got pens this week. 
pens next week and then live or live VP the next week. And then mm-hmm. the week after that, I think we kind of have off, but I'll probably come in same thing, kind of bullpens, maybe see a few batters. And then after that it's spring training. So yeah, exactly. Let's go. It comes around yeah. quick, right? I mean, when you only take one and a half weeks off fully and then, you know, it's like the buildup starts like at this point, are you feeling like antsy? Is it like, I just want to get back out there and start like properly playing. Are you feeling that now? Yeah. You know, you're, you're working. I mean, that's pretty much your job now, you know, you kind of live yeah. for getting back on the field. So I'm definitely yeah. getting antsy for sure. <laughs> exactly. All right. So looking ahead for 24 then, um, you've mentioned a couple of things you've been working on. Mm-hmm. What, what are you hoping to see is like, as, as the biggest gains when you, let's say 24's happened, you look back and you go, right. I had the biggest gains here, here and here. Like, what, what do you hope that looks like for you? Uh, kind of like what I touched on earlier, I, I did have a few more walks than I would have liked last year. So mm. even being more just attacking the attacking the zone with every pitch and just filling it up pretty much. All right. Walks down. Strikeouts yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, I think that comes with the walks. You know, less walks. Yeah. Hopefully can punch more guys out. But yeah. yeah. A few more K-struts maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> see how the year goes, no boy, I guess. Yeah. All right, so makes total sense. I think, you know, it's going to be a fun year. Um, yeah. It's going to be a fun year in the organization in general, I think. And uh, and equally, like, I don't know if you would have felt or seen this yet. I guess that's the question is, you know, clearly there's been a big shift and a big change just in terms of front office and all the kind of stuff that's going to go around that. Have you started to feel that at all right now, or is it a little bit too early? It's more of like you'll kind of feel what that what the differences look like, I guess, when you get back out there on the field itself. I mean, I've talked to a few of the new front office guys and Rachel, who's the uh, player development, and you know they're kind of I don't really feel a change, but you know they're really good people and easy to get along with and make my job a little easier, you know, just to like tell me some things, their feedback. So yeah. I guess I kind of feel a difference in that. I'm just kind of chatting with them, but yeah, nothing too, nothing too different. Yeah, exactly. You kind of, you probably get in your own focus lane in some ways, where it's like, yeah. I know what I want to work on. Like I've, I've got my goals. I know where my um, development areas are, and it's like, unless anyone tells me to really like get out that lane, like, yeah, you know, you know what you need to do. Probably is, uh, is, is it in some ways? So yeah, you know. It's going to be an interesting year for the organization generally to see how some of these changes like translate up and down the organization. And as fans, we're excited to see that as well. Talk to me about Carson Milbrand off the field. You know, a lot of baseball talk. What we've yeah. already realized is we're, we're yoga brothers at this point, um, both <laughs> looking after our bodies. Um, but, you know, what what else? You already mentioned you, you're you into tons of other sports as well but like what's what keeps you busy off the field what what keeps you entertained off the field yeah so uh i love hanging out with friends uh i have a girlfriend that i like hanging out with obviously she's awesome family because i uh go away for nine months so i kind of i really enjoy hanging out with them i have two dogs that i love they're awesome um i'll occasionally play some video games yeah 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 what's your but, specialist game Pretty good at Fortnite. Okay. Pretty good at All Fortnite. Right. Yeah. All right. That's it's not my speciality. <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> Actually, I don't have a speciality anymore. Um, 
you know, I think maybe he's a lot, out of practice maybe on that front. But all right, the video games kick in. Um, what about like Super Bowls coming up next week? Are you pumped for the Super Bowl? Are you like a, a football fan as well? I know you mentioned you're more of a basketball guy, but um, so Super Bowl-wise, you're getting pumped? I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. So you're pumped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pumped to um, for sure. No doubt. You're not you're not going to the game, right? You're not going over to, to no. uh the Vegas, right? No, we got stuff that day or the next day, I guess, or else I would hundred percent be there. Okay. I I assume you're expecting a, a Chiefs victory as well, right? So um well you're hoping for one anyway, no doubt. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. There we go. Absolutely love it. Should be it. should be good. So we got we got um you know that obviously that'd be a, a wild game, and yeah, as a Chiefs fan, uh, even more so. Um, do you have a Super Bowl tradition for you guys? Like, I mean, and, and the Chiefs are always in the Super Bowl, seemingly at the moment. But is there Super Bowl traditions you've got in the household as well? So we're actually like our where we live on our street. We're really good family friends with a lot of guys on the street. So uh, there's a restaurant in Kansas City called Red Door. Okay, and we go there every time the Chiefs are in like the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, it's, it's okay. kind of it. We just go there and eat and watch the game. Perfect. That, there's nothing wrong with that situation. Uh, <laughs> I'm like that with my holiday decisions. Yeah. I find somewhere I like. I know it works. <laughs> I take the risk out of it because I want to have a good time. Exactly. I'm just going to go there. And that's the same. The red door is that for you. Like, we you know, know this is going to be a good time. Yeah, you know you're going to get. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, good. Um, one final one, then we'll get out of here. We're pretty much on 30 minutes, and uh, that was the time I promised. So I've done well for once on my timings. Um, this, I've asked this question to a few guys over the years. It's sometimes maybe hard to answer, so I'll just kind of preface it that way. But if there's to be an MLB comp, Carson Milbrand, who would that player be? It could be a current player. It could be a former player. But, you know, it could be someone you've modeled your game on. I don't know, but... Who would be the MLB comp to you? So I hear it a lot. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really know because I, I don't I don't really watch baseball. You know, I played enough where I don't really watch it that much. But yeah. uh, a lot of people tell me I like I like look like Walker Buehler and I kind of pitch like him. So I hear that Maybe. one a lot. Yeah. yeah, take it. You take yeah. that one, right? Take that. I'll take that one. You know, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hard to hard to not like that. So hard to not like that one as well. Um, I don't know why, but when I think of Walker Bueller, the first thing that comes into my mind is like tight trousers and tight yeah. pants. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Do you do you go for the Bueller pants as well, or a little? Do you go for a little bit of a looser fit? So my whites actually are a little looser than my grays. My grays are pretty tight, but my whites oh. are a little looser. So it's a little bit of, a little bit of both. It's a mixture. Oh. Yeah. What? Why the difference in the in in the fit for the you know, one to the other? Well, I think I think I just messed it up. Honestly, I think. I <laughs> I think I grabbed the wrong ones, and I just kind of went with them. I was like, they're a little tight, but legs look good on you know, so just kind of rocked with them. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Not by design, by accident, but sometimes yeah. the best accidents are the best situations, and then you end up with the with the tight Beulah fit for the uh, you know the Beulah two point so love it. Um, Carson, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time and yeah, uh, and chatting with me and. For sure. And I'm sure the guys listening in uh, for Lockdown Islands have really enjoyed it. Um, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. That is the final episode of the week from Lockdown Marlins. Hope you've enjoyed the week itself and hope you've enjoyed this conversation particularly. Um, I'll, of course, be back on Monday. Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen, guys. I look forward to seeing you next week as we really, really 
start gearing up for spring training. We'll look forward to seeing you then.